0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: This is a special presentation for the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino on the Believe Podcast Network. Hey there, what is going on everyone? Rick Uccino here for the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast channel and the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in to my conversation here with Jimmy Wang Yang. His first one after his most recent stint with WWE. Over 30 minutes worth of uh, conversation here with us chatting about his time with WWE as a producer, why it didn't work out this time around, why he got the excuse that he's heard before. But this time around, he believes it. Also talked about the Seth Rollins uh, fan tackle incident that happened on Monday Night Raw with Jimmy Yang. Front and center, as they were taking the fan out of the arena there in New York. Uh, Also, talked about his daughter, Jazzy Yang, and how he has just become a really big fan of hers now that she has started her pro wrestling career. A lot of great stuff in this interview, and it would not be made possible without our friends at Bet Online. Football season may be over. Very sad ending for my Cincinnati Bengals, but basketball season is in steam both pro and college hoops march madness right around the corner bearcats won't be in it but still you can have some fun from all of the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next coach fired is going to land bet online is your number one spot for all sports betting needs head on over to the website Use your mobile devices to sign up today. Re- receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That is B L E A V. And it is not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds. It's the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, your number one online wagering destination. Fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online where the game starts before we get rolling with jimmy here please do me a favor mash the thumbs up button really helps drive up our audience the more that you engage with the shows here on the believe in pro wrestling podcast youtube channel also go ahead hit that subscribe button and oh by the way you still got time guys if you go to my uh, excuse me my twitter page at rick uccino r-i-c-k-u-c-c-h-i-n-o check out the pinned tweet follow the instructions there you have a chance to win 50 dollars and if by some miracle, possibly even $100 to shop AEW ahead of Revolution this weekend. So please make sure to check out my Twitter page, follow the instructions on the pinned tweet, and you are good to go. And without further ado, here's my conversation with former WWE producer Jimmy Wang Yang. What is going on, everyone? Rick Uccino here for the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here with a guy you know, a guy you love, a guy who should have been number 30 in the Royal Rumble this year, if you ask me. Former w- WWE, wcw cruiserweight former wwe producer we're gonna get into all that jimmy wang yang how are we doing good sir how do my
0: howdy richard <laughs> DiCino. oh god Richard. All right.
1: we may have to dive into my brief wrestling career at uh, at, at some point uh, full disclosure jimmy and i've worked <laughs> together in the past he's a really good guy uh and of course when he leaves cincinnati all of a sudden the bengals get good so maybe i should thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey but also the Braves <laughs> won the World Series, Georgia Bulldogs won the National Championship and the, the Bengals almost won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, so I, you were
1: good you were good luck for Atlanta when you moved down there and Renee Paquette was good luck for Cincinnati when she moved, you know, over here. So, well, you know. But
0: if I was in Cincinnati, we, we would have won the Super Bowl. So, <sighs> damn, you're right. You're right, wherever, man. Wherever I go. <laughs>
1: Jimmy Yang Winners, winners follow Jimmy Yang, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, there, there's a lot we got to get into, man. Uh, and I, you know, obviously your daughter Jazzy is uh, killing it on the independent scene. She had a great spot at NWA Empower, which I want to get into, uh, as well, but let, let's start with, uh, your, your recent, your most recent 10 years. Let's just dive
0: right into it, man. Just come on, <laughs> just like your most
1: me. recent tenure with WWE as a, a producer. You had to try out, made some headlines, uh, when, uh, that tenure came to an end we'll, we'll we'll talk about why that happened but you hear about all the craziness of what it's like with with wwe and backstage especially on taping day so you get this gig as a producer you know you're wearing the suit to work and uh you're, you're probably there all dang day kind of take us into the the life of a wwe producer you know especially on taping day when you guys the script may change 800 million times and you may not even know what the heck is happening until the show might be starting. So kind of like take us through that craziness. Is it as chaotic as the, the rumor suggests that it is
0: first, you know, it's just, it's just a horrible job. It's horrible. man. like, it's unbelievable, you know, like WWE paid me good amount of money to travel they, Rick, they made me stay in five-star hotels. And I got to help produce Raw and SmackDown. Those so, bastards. Man, it was... like I, I hope I hope you get it and other people get it. I'm being sarcastic when I say that. A WWE produ- being a WWE producer is not a bad job. If you can handle the pressure and the intensity of working with WWE. Uh, you know, like you know this last run was my fourth time so like i'm kind of used to the wwe system so it it wasn't hard to me like wrestling tv days always long days that's that's how the wrestling business is uh it's always crazy and I, you know and and it's like a lot of pressure and a lot of a lot of stuff that goes on that day but you know that's what i love about WWE like the pressure, the intensity, the craziness, everything, and that those moments that you're on that headset and there's so much going on. Like that's the first time I really got nervous since I was wrestling. Like it was like so intense. You got Vince in your ear, you got Kevin Dunn in the in your other ear, you got a million things going on. But that's what you know. I, you know, I actually enjoyed it and uh you know i wish it would have lasted longer but circus saying you know things didn't work out you know so at this time you know so uh that's kind of how i feel about that <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was
1: gonna say because i was a little surprised when that ended because you you do have a great mind for the business obviously and there was there's probably a lot of young guys in, in the backstage who maybe got to come up and talk to you i know store was a guy who wanted to to meet you and work with you for a while. Did did he get to finally meet you and chat with you up a little bit when you, when you got there?
0: Yeah, I did, you know, Mansoor and, like, all the talents, you know, like, uh, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, different generations, but, like, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, was watching me when they were getting into the wrestling. Yeah. And, like, all the talents, all the talent there, you know, all open, you know, open like they love you know monsoor was there and he came up and gave me a big hug and said oh i love jimmy (laughs) Wang you know (laughs) and all other talents was kind of you know it was like uh they were they they accepted me pretty awesome i guess you know pretty
1: pretty quick and there were some guys that you know are still there that were when when you were first coming up i know bobby lashley you know was one of those guys that you were out on the road with when when he first got started now he's you know, he's crushing it best as he's ever been. So, I mean, it it had to be kind of a, kind of almost like a, a weird sensation, I would guess, knowing that there's a lot of young guys who grew up watching you, but still there was a lot of your former colleagues that you're now, you know, back in a, and working with, you know, so it just was that kind of a, a weird experience or was it just like, bam, I'm back on the road, I'm back in the, the E and I'm I'm one of the boys again.
0: And that's kind of, uh kind of, which is the last is like, once I got back, it just felt like I didn't take a break for the last eight or nine years, and so oh, Jimmy's back in WWE, and that's what a lot of people say. Like, oh, you're back again. <laughs> you know, it's like every few years you're back. You know, and uh, you know and it's great seeing Bobby and MVP, and like you know Bobby, I was his first WWE road match, you know, ever. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, you know, Kofi, she- Sheamus, I'm the one that basically got Sheamus his job. You know, I picked him out of the, the uh, extras in Milan Italy and had dark match with him, and recommended them to get hired. And now he's doing his thing. And, yeah. and, and like, uh, and, and Doff and then Bobby Roode, you know, uh, Jeff Hardy was, you know, me and him, we go way back and, uh, you know, it was great. You know, it was, it just felt like I was back, you know, back in WWE. Uh
1: a lot of these young guys that, uh, have come up, uh, come up to you, grew up watching you. Was, uh, was there anybody there that kind of like really made it like a great impression on you? Like you saw something in them or you thought, man, this guy's, this guy's just got it. Any of these younger guys that you got to work with for the first time that really impressed you?
0: So all the talent kind of, there's a, a lot of the guys impressed me a lot, you know, but like, there's one thing I haven't told people like, like, Ten years ago, I was at uh, WWE in Dayton, and I saw Biggie. And I told him, "Say, Biggie, dude, you're my favorite wrestler right now. You know, like really, you're my favorite. You know." And coming back, you know, ten years later, eleven years later, like and seeing him, I told him, "So, so bro, you're still my favorite wrestler, <laughs> you know." And <laughs> and some things that I saw with him at, when he was a champion really, really impressed me. Like I think Big e and his championship reign will go down as a true champion, and he, you know like he impressed me so much up there was listen like uh going with his gut feelings about situations and and that big e is a real champion, but there's like so many other guys that were great, like uh you know I can't say the street Profits, uh Chad Gable and otis uh. Los Lothorios, you know Finn, like, and and somebody that really impressed me because I had just seen him on TV a lot. I never really worked with him. Is Seth freaking Rollins? <laughs> you know, like he, he that dude impressed me so much. Him on on even on spontaneous thing and character wrestling, everything. But it was not just him. You know, everybody was you know not everybody but a lot of talents were really impressive
1: we'll get to seth rollins a minute i want to go back to Big E. you know i i agree with you uh that uh, he impressed me as wwe champion not just because of what he's done in the ring right or on the microphone because i think a lot of us saw that star power in him and knew as long if he just got the booking he would be a great wwe champion but for me, man, like he was a tremendous ambassador to the company. That guy was everywhere and he was a star everywhere he went, whether it was, you know, Fox game day, whether it was heck, even just this past weekend driving the IndyCar at the Daytona 500 or, or whatever it was. He was on uh, boxing intros and, and award shows and everything like that. And I'm just sitting here and I'm going, okay, he's killing it on the mic. He's killing it in the ring. He's a fantastic ambassador for the company. Now he's back on SmackDown in the new day, away from the title. Like, what happened?
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. Even when you just talking about that stuff and all this, all the stuff you just talked about, all the stuff that's in front of the camera and in front of the people, and all those events. Like, what may, you know, what impressed me most about Big E was what he did behind the curtain, backstage, and how he treated people and how he's when the cameras, you know, like. In situations and and the respect that he has and and like that's you know that's what makes him or in my opinion a real champion. It's not the stuff that you saw like everybody else sees all the NASCAR and the the boxing and everything like that. When you sit down with this dude and see how he treats the catering worker or the janitor or yeah. you know anybody any you know everybody you know like he has true character. He has great instincts and and has a great heart and I I you know I think he'll go down as a real champion in history
1: and and hopefully you know he he gets another run on top because I I think he does deserve it and I've had the 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 pleasure absolute pleasure of interviewing a couple of times in person and yeah he he just does come off as this genuinely genuine
0: you know, yeah, lovable genuine human love. being
1: yeah. I mean. I got to talk to him right after he won the money in the bank briefcase. And he's like, here, hold the briefcase and, you know, take a picture. He was just, a, he's just a really, really good dude. And it was, I was glad to see him get that moment. And hopefully he gets that moment back again one day. Cause again, I'd love to know how he nails everything. And then now he's, he's, you know, kind of back, back with the new day. And I, I don't know. I, I just don't know what happened uh, there to be completely honest with you, but maybe never say never, right. It's WWE. Maybe he'll get back there one day. Um, you brought up Seth freaking Rollins. I brought up chaos. Got to talk about what happened that night when Seth Rollins is walking back and you get this crazy ass fan who just comes sprinting around the corner, somehow past security, up full speed, and gives him the Goldberg shoulder tackle down to the <laughs> ground. And then all of a sudden, you know, within seconds, man, you're seeing security running out. You're seeing all the suits running out, and they're dogpiling on this guy, and they're pulling him out. Then all of a sudden, I see on the screen, there's Jimmy Yang <laughs> yeah. right there at the tail end, just kind of controlling everything, like pushing the crowd
0: along. Uh, yeah.
1: What, what was that night like, man? That That was just pure insanity.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. And and really, uh, like, that's my wrestling instincts. Like, I was the next match. I was a producer for the, the next match. And, you know, we we're watching Seth's match and all that stuff. And then, and so I'm about to be up on the headset. So I'm sitting there and uh Billy Kidman is in Briscoe's spot in the gorilla position. So basically he sees it all. He sees everything. He has all the monitors and sees everything. And all I heard was Seth got attacked. And I see Billy take off and just wrestler instinct is like okay let's go take you know boom, we're all we got each other's back and somebody uh, i heard seth got attacked boom billy goes boom, i go you know and and we just go in there to uh just make sure seth's okay <laughs> you yeah, know? Right, so, obviously so you know my mindset running out there luckily Billy and Adam Pierce got there before me because it would have been, I would have spider monkey that dude. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So I mean, You, you
1: yeah. got there just like a little late. You're just kind of standing there. Like, like I could tell you wanted a piece, but, but like, man, you like, you just got there a little too late, which I might know, have been good news for that guy.
0: No, but then they were bringing them a straight shot to me. And I, you know, really, I, I, things go in your mind so fast in that situation. I had, like, I could have, I had the idea to just to go straight down the middle and that dude. But, like, now you think cameras and, you know, all this stuff. I know probably the internet would have loved me if I knocked that dude out. It was kind of a clean shot, like, his hands behind his back. But, like...
1: I think I texted you the next morning, yeah. like, dude, you had a clean shot.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you. And that went through my mind and like, that, that quick second. It's like, do I drop this dude? And I was like... And then it, it just... Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, no, I I get it. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much again for tuning in to my conversation with Jimmy Wang Yang. Hope you've enjoyed it so far. We got a whole lot more uh, to get into with Jimmy here, but I got to pause for a second here because this interview would not be possible without our friends at Nord VPN. What is more important than peace of mind? I ask you that is absolutely nothing and that is what nordvpn is here for to give you peace of mind while you are online and with all of the threats that you face on the internet today it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best vpn that you can get nordvpn is the world's best vpn service offering the fastest connectivity most servers and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure plus you can use nordvpn on all your computers and devices no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either and plans start at under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com believe or use the code BLEAV to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money back guarantee again if you guys are liking the conversation so far mash that thumbs up button it is very very important the more you guys engage the bigger our audience grows because we're going to have more uh great exclusive content just like this here on the believe in pro wrestling podcast youtube channel and the believe in pro wrestling podcast channel now enjoy the rest of my conversation with jimmy wang yang
0: such a scary moment like because if he had a knife if he had something some some kind of weapon you know going that fast and you know there's such a crazy situation. And luckily nobody got seriously hurt you know but the funny part when he's pulling this dude out like we all have him pulling him taking him out right and all of a sudden like we're dragging him across the floor and his like pants just go down to his ankle butt ass hanging out everything it's like (laughs) we got really intense and then it's like oh shit this dude's ass and balls are hanging out (laughs) it's like (laughs) and it kind of it's just a funny take in there. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. geez. And to Seth
1: rollins's credit, not to just completely bypass that, but to Seth's credit, I thought he handled it about as well as he could. You know, he corrals a dude, waits for security to get there, and then boom, he's back up and he's back in character. And he's, oh, he's got the camera in his face. And then after he's got to come back out later on in the evening and he's doing the whole, yeah, looking around, making sure. Again, it just, it just says, you know, to the kind of professional that Seth Rollins is. Just how well he handled that situation. How
0: well would you have handled that situation?
1: Like, ha- has anything ever like that ever happened to
0: you? Uh, n- not me. But like, luckily, I've been a baby face in this situation. But this happened a few times. Like with uh hurricane, we had somebody charge ring. But like, I'm at the curtain. I'm about to do my entrance. But he's out there getting heat, and and all of a sudden, somebody charges him. And but he, like, I almost jerked, Jump through the curtain to, you know, to say, but well, it's trying to stay professional and like, oh, this is a good guy, bad guy, whatever. I can't go out helping this guy I've been having to sure, deal yeah. with for the last two. But if situation gets bad, I don't care, you know. Just like yeah. something, I don't care. Like instincts to go help my boy, you know, like help help one of the boys, you know, if something like that happens. But like, uh, but it's such a crazy situation. But it's, it never wins for the fans, so I, you know, because they go under the term under the ropes and. Like a free punt kick, like a, you know, so but uh but there's that's the fans is charging a few times on when I've been involved with the match, but luckily I was never the heel. But uh and then in Japan and stuff like that, they didn't have you'd walk through the crowd and people would grabbing you and stuff. And if you watch the old school tapes like with Abdullah and Stan Hansen, they'd bring a weapon out there to scare the people off where they wouldn't wouldn't come at them so it's like uh some situations over there but. yeah i mean
1: dutch tell told uh loves to tell the story about when he was in puerto rico and somebody pulled a knife on him man like it's just yeah people are nuts people and they, are, didn't yeah. have,
0: they didn't have barricades in puerto rico and stuff you know so people just can run up on you and and that's what's that's a is programmed in my mind to protect the boys if something like that happens because of those situations like yeah if one of us, you know, something happens, we're all there to protect one of the boys you know, or one of but, us, you know, so like uh, because of those situations and that's why it was a uh, so natural instinct when Seth got attacked, pew, pew. you know, oh. next thing I know, like, oh shit, there's uh, I'm gonna be on camera and you know, like <laughs> everybody's like, oh, Jimmy Wayne, Jimmy Wayne I said, no, I uh, you know, totally forgot about wrestling and, and yeah. just you know, so.
1: I was gonna say, I definitely had my Leonardo DiCaprio moment where I'm like there he is. Yeah, there he is. That's a, I, see him.
0: I got him. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so you said you were in uh, Gorilla getting ready to put on the headset. So like what? What? I know you don't like to divulge too much of the backstage stuff, but like what, what's the role of a producer as a match is going on.
0: So uh, as a match is going on, is our job is to cue the production truck to with camera angles and entrances and, finishes and aftermath so it's like a lot of, like we're because we talk to the wrestlers all day you know about their match and we know what the what's the plan is and but right. the producer the producers and the directors kind of know what the plan is but they don't know the whole plan so it's our job is to you know talk to the director and the and the producer and make sure they know camera shots angles times uh aftermath and everything that goes on during that segment, you know, so just uh, refreshing their memory or telling them what's going on and also right. refreshing their memory about what's the match, what the match
1: is. Uh, you talk about helping put, put, put the matches together. I uh, got to talk to Drew McIntyre and he gave you total credit for the match that he had with Ricochet with the, the moonsault Claymore kick spot. I think you should have got the job permanently just based <laughs> off of that. Cause that was damn genius. And I should have texted you in the moment, right? Because the second I saw that, I'm like, I bet Jimmy produces damn match. And then (laughs) Sean Ross at the next day put out the producers to that list. And I was like, I knew it. I knew that was a Jimmy spot. So I had to ask Drew about that as well. But, you know, say you enjoyed the job. Seemed like you were pretty good at it. You have a great wrestling mind. They didn't keep you around. Did they WWE doesn't always give reasons for things? Did they give you a reason as why this? this spot didn't work out on a permanent basis
0: uh so to me you know re- life life is all about timing Wrestling's all about timing you know so like everything you know that's it's all about timing yeah uh so they did give me the budget reason this time but this is actually the first time i actually believe that reason you know uh my time there for the last you know the this last run six weeks seven weeks um you know the live WB live event business was not good you know like that and and I'm a bit you know I've been a business owner for the last decade you know so I understand business you know you know they have to spend a lot of money you know to produce Raw and smack, a lot, <laughs> you know, yeah. a lot of money, you know, and, uh, but it doesn't equal out, you know, like, uh, you know, they, they rent Matt Madison square garden and, and, you know, only three or 4,000 people show up, you know, like this is, it's not, it wasn't the live event business was not making money for WWE, you know, and the expenses, you know, there's so many, you know, WWE makes a lot of money, but they also have a lot of bills and a lot of expenses, you know, so like, and, you know, it's not just with me, you know, it's not just signing me to be a producer, you know, they, they, they're really budgeting their budget, you know, they, they, they you know, that everybody knows about the talent they released on the, on the, main cards whatever main the main roster and then right. you know they they cut ends of nXt uh you know uh office you know mm-hmm. they're moving their office and they're cutting office staff they're yeah. cutting you know like they, they're really you know budgeting their budget you know and uh and to me when I I saw you know that's how I didn't take it too hard i'm a I've been a business owner I'm looking and say like, yeah you know how in the world you know like they, they I don't even know how they produce all this stuff because, you know, three, four thousand people attendance in a twenty thousand re- seat arena. That's not they're not making money. <laughs> There's no way they're making right.
1: And you know, you're talking about it's not just your pay either. Like you're on the road, you're traveling with them. They're putting you up in like these expensive hotels and and stuff I like
0: star that. The nicest hotels are like I tell you, <laughs> it's really ridiculous. I'm like. <laughs> eh. I'm fine with a red roof in. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, like I don't need, you know, whatever. But that's but that's just my expense. You know, they they got so many employees. They get, you know, I you know, I want you to do your research as a wrestling journalist. How much does it cost to run a raw and a smackdown in a week? You know, so like the expenses with the travel and the catering. You know, the, you know the so mu- so much. You know, so much. But the live events wasn't bringing in. I guess house money or, you know, sure. live, you know. And when they released me, because I, it was, uh, you know, uh, or they didn't release me. They just, whatever. <laughs> so we're not not, we're to, not to
1: continue <laughs> with this this partnership. So, yeah.
0: But if they I decided would, to, yeah.
1: if they decided to call you back and say, hey, we, we want to offer you a producer job, is that something that you would, you would jump on? Or if, if, if another company decided, hey, I'll try to get you a job on this interview. But another company said, hey, you want to be a producer
0: for us? Is that something you would jump on? Uh, really, you know, you know, I, you know, really, I have one condition on a lot of things, you know, it's like, but wrestling is like, oh, I, you know, only, uh, I love wrestling, but like really my involvement now is just because of my daughter Jazzy Yang. So it's like, okay, whatever situation comes out, you know, the first question I'm going to ask is say, Hey, can my daughter come with me? (laughs) You know, so it's, you know, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I never say no to anything, you know, like it never say never, whatever they call it. Probably, you know, offer me a lot of money again. i was like, yeah, sure. I'll go do it. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, you can't, I mean, if the money's good, you can't turn it down. I wouldn't turn yeah. it down either. But yeah, like I get pages just to do wrestling is, you know, that's, and this thing wrestling to me, and that's what I, you know, there was narrative that I quit because it was too hard or anything like that. So wrestling is not hard, you know, like uh, running a party bus company during a pandemic. That's kind of hard. Like mm-hmm. nobody can't do anything, whatever. It is. And then, I know you know this, or you don't know this, but like you know, the business no matter. So during that pandemic, when my party bus business crashed, I went and worked at AK Steel in Middletown, Ohio, steel mill that has lava everywhere. I had to hit my clock at five fifteen every morning to go to this insane steel mill and basically break my back for 10 hours and come home. I can barely walk. So that's hard work. Wrestling's not hard work. <laughs> so, you know, like, you know, that's dude.
1: I when when I lost the first time I got laid off in radio, which is my full time gig. Uh, you know, I didn't want to go on government assistance and I ended up getting a job just to keep working at a granite installation company. I do not take a day as a podcaster, as a wrestling journalist, as a radio broadcaster, I do not take a single day for granted. Yeah. I was there for a damn week before I got offered the job at Seven Hundred WLW, and I'm like, "Oh, thank God, I <laughs> can get out of here." Yeah. I have never quit a job so fast in my entire life. I ain't you. I'll I'll yeah. quit stuff like, but I ain't gonna yeah. quit that uh, that that bad. And uh, like, look, man, talk about wrestling being—you a... got me to do a match (laughs) there is nothing that you can't accomplish (laughs) (laughs) you brought my 250 pound at the time anyway 250 pound radio producer ass into a wrestling ring out of the kindness of your heart because you called me up and said hey you don't know shit about wrestling i want to teach you about wrestling And you brought me in there. And for what I thought was going to be like a one or a two week thing, you trained me for an entire year. Plus, why did you do that? I've always Uh, wanted to ask you why (laughs) hold me up out of the blue. So what's your business?
0: Yeah. So that's a, you know, like, you know, I, I know a lot of guys like you, you know, like everybody has, you know, their opinion about wrestling. And there's a lot of people that, think they're wrestling experts you know just because they watched it for 10 years 15 years and they mm-hmm. watch it like i'm at you know i I trying to you know i know you know i get it people want to talk about it all that kind of stuff but like the expertise of writing about matches and telling us matches and really as many times as i watched the tv show doctor and stuff I, like i'm not i'm not a I'm not an expert at being a doctor, just because I watch, you know. So like, uh, and then I like you, so like, listen to listening to your reviews about wrestling stuff. So like, man, this dude sounds like such a mark, <laughs> you know. So I'm like, oh man, I gotta h- try to help this guy, you know. Like, you know, like because I know your history. You know, I know you watched it forever, and you love wrestling, but and, like until you take a bump. Or have a match, like your opinion really
1: Don't mean shit. Don't yeah. mean shit.
0: You know, yeah. like and then like like and that's why I wanted you to be more legit and like and actually learn this business. I gave you opportunity, but you're the one that did it, you know, like you jumped on it and you trained for a year and you actually have a match and that makes to me in my eyes makes you a lot more qualified than uh what's uh, what's a five star guy, or whatever. Oh, Meltzer, Meltzer and uh, Johnson and, you know, Sean Ross, you know, he did have one match, you know, and like,
1: Sean has my seal of approval. I think he's, he's, he's the best going today and he's the guy breaking all the news and he has been in matches before he much like myself now has dealt with, with, with back problems, which is why I'm not still in the ring. I definitely had plans by the way. Never had plans of getting into like the indie scene or anything like that until I started training with you, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm in pretty good shape now. I think I can do this. Then all of a sudden, one day I woke up and my back was like, "You are 33 years old. You started doing this. Uh, uh-uh, uh we ain't having none of that anymore." Which sucks because you know I I I really do miss it, and I love taking. But you asked me before we got on the air. Once the last time you took a bump, and I'm like, it's been a while, and that's a good thing because I still wake up every morning, and my uh, spinal arthritis is like. Nah, but nah. You, you're barely going to be able to read a newscast today. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a pump in a ring. Which, but my one match is still up on your YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's a good match. I think it was great. You know, like if and that's thing. Like, uh, I know people talk to you about it. You know, it's like they will say, oh, you know, that didn't look as good and whatever. Taren, I'm talking about Taren. Yeah, Taren. Like, say you had the same opportunity to get your ass up there and get in a ring and actually learn this business. And he pushed out, you know, like I'm, that's what <laughs> separates people. Like you did it. You actually did it. You know, I know, you know, I know you now, you know, kind of how hard it is. Yeah. like. But the training I did for you guys was not as hard as a power plant or all Japan dojo and how much stuff sacrifices and how how my body feels after 23 years of wrestling. Compared to, you know, two years and you got guys like, oh, you know, those guys suck and whatever. That's three stars to two stars. And like, you don't know how hard it is to do this, you know, right? Right. So, so. Yeah, man.
1: And, you know, I, I did have the now, I, you know, you kind of have given me the the unique opportunity of seeing people that I've locked up with, that I've trained with. On national television, which is yeah. really freaking cool. And yes, one of them is uh, your daughter, Jazzy Yang. And now, you know, you've been out on the road. You had that like six, seven week thing with WWE, but you moved down to Atlanta to get her wrestling career started. You guys have been out on the road. You've been tagging with her as a dad, man. What's, what's that like? You're, you're, you're tagging. You're out on the end the scene. You're watching your daughter, you know, live out her dream because you inspired <laughs> her to do that. I mean, what, what is that like for you?
0: Yeah, it was, actually, it's really awesome just having, you know, the matches with Jazz, you know, like, it's my baby girl and being in the ring, And but also, it's not just it, it is being there with her, but what's the amazing part is that she's so damn good. <laughs> like, that's that's like, oh, like, I'm sitting there on the outside or wherever, and I start becoming a fan, and watching her, I was like, holy shit, like, there's, there's stuff, you know, that easy training, the stuff that that I could teach a radio announcer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but actually yeah, just get kid, just it. But like other stuff, that's a very important stuff that, you know, I did teach you some of the stuff, but like, uh, it's in, in, in front of a live audience. The, the red lights on, okay. It's go time. Yeah. And, you know, she's not missing a beat and she's hanging, 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 hanging in there with anybody that we've been in a ring with, you know, so.
1: I remember because uh, either you or she on Twitter uh, posted a video, right, of a sequence where she's getting her kicks in, and then she does the jump and and snaps the calf back and that little snap mm-hmm. kick to the back of the head. I was there the day that you first showed her how to do that. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and I'm not a- I'm
1: not going to embarrass her, right? But like, it was funny for uh, <laughs> the first couple of times that she did. It. But just a couple of months, a few months later, to see her. Do it now. And it's so pristine, man. I can tell she's putting in the work. Yeah. And there's she's putting there's, in the
0: work. It's a fantastic to watch. It really, really is. I'm telling you, there's a uh, down here. I was like, okay, like this is, you know, this is what I did when I was a professional, like full-time professional wrestler. If this is what you want to be, this is what you got to do. Like we're at the gym every day, <laughs> you know, like in studying tape and I'm making her read her history on wrestling. <laughs> all this stuff. Like she, she's, she's, you know, she's going to be pretty special in this business. I, in my opinion, I I believe that she is going to be special. She is special now, and she's going to be unbelievable in the in the future. I can. Understand. I
1: seriously, I can't wait to say I knew her when. But like the, you know, she had that opportunity at NWA. Yeah. And she made a huge impression uh, on that MWA and Power pay per view. Yeah. Comes out in the show nuff gear and then, Who's she, the yay? <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. she gets the ankle pick and she starts ripping at the ankle with her teeth that was your
0: idea right like
1: <laughs> that had to
0: no, be uh, i think it was uh no it was her idea like you know really? you know like the character development and character studying you know like i've watched that movie a, a million times you know so <laughs> and, you know she likes it and it's her her favorite movie too we watch it and she's watching it and then like and she's seen show enough to in the movie theater. Say, like, oh, that'd be a great heel spot. <laughs> you know, I was like, and it was, it yeah. was,
1: dude, I'm sitting in this exact chair watching that moment happen. And when she did that, I've jumped out of my chair. <laughs> I was so damn excited to watch that happen. And, and mostly it's like, cause I, like, you meet her in person and she's kind of like a lot like you, she's very quiet, you know, very reserved, very respectful young lady. And then all of a sudden she gets out the red lights on and it's like time to go to work. And it's, it's, it's so night and day and it's so, it's so great to see just as, you know, somebody who, who trained with her and then, you know, you're her dad, but you're also her trainer, right? So you're Mm -hmm. seeing, you have two different sides of this. You see your daughter now out in the Indies on NWA, another uh, young lady that you helped train Ari Alexander is now getting shots at AEW. You know, she's been on a dark elevation the last couple of weeks. What's that like for you as a trainer now to see your students up yeah. and coming and 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 getting these shots on national television?
0: Yeah, I love it. You know, it's great. It's a great like that's, I you know that's that's a great job being trainer, producer, you know, coach and like you know like my new highs is seeing them. You know, I I've had my highs. You know, like it's just but seeing like I I'm like that. I know I'm the dad living through my kid you know, but, but sure, is like, yeah, it's, it's, it's also with Ari and also with, you know, everybody that I've trained, I'm watching them. And, you know, when they do good, you know, it makes me happy and, it, you know, and that's my, my new enjoyment is seeing, it's like giving back, I'm trying to think if this makes sense. Or like giving back to the business, you know, like in passing the, passing it on to them and then seeing them do it. And, uh, it, you know, it brings me great joy seeing the people I helped or trained or anything doing well. <laughs> you know, so. uh,
1: I'm sorry. I couldn't get to that level for you. I, I just, uh, you
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I w- <laughs> you're a bit, but the thing is, success is at different levels, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like to me, I was like, let me see if I can get Richard Uchino through a whole match. And That was my, you know, I have goals with different students or different, you know, like, okay, this person, this person, this person said, I know you're not trying to be a full-time professional wrestler, but can we get one match out of you? One really good match. And Dirty Dutchman Tail's like, yeah, that was a great match. I know. (laughs) I was like. I could not believe it.
1: I Uh, could not believe when he gave his seal approval for that. That was just absolutely insane and that just goes to show you what a great teacher you are and you see what uh, uh what and you really are if you ever get a chance to train with this man or at least ha- get any kind of advice from this man please take it trust me uh on this he got right. me through a match you can right. watch it on his youtube channel all right
0: <laughs> i heard NXT, nxt needs a trainer now so like uh
1: <laughs> who knows there you go hey maybe if they sign Jazz, a performance you know.
0: <laughs> performance center yeah trainer ah. performance center. <laughs> that's i guess that's what they call it
1: so, so what is next now for for you and Jazz? Because I know you guys are doing like uh, your tours, and I think you're both going to be in Dallas, yeah, WrestleMania yeah. weekend.
0: Yeah, so we got a few things coming up. Like uh, the March 11th, 12th, we'll be in Chillicothe, Ohio, ah, yeah. O oh, H.
1: About
0: an hour and a half drive for me. Yeah. Uh, So we got a signing there for Big Time Wrestling. Then uh, we'll be at WrestleCon with the uh, Hybrid School of Wrestling. And we'll be there all weekend. I'm doing a special photo op with the three count Reject Prince of Punk, Shannon Moore, and the Young Dragon Akio, Jimmy Yang, the Redneck and Reject connection, the three count Young Dragon. So, we're doing this like this. Uh, me and Shannon's gonna be in the same spot, you know. So, we're gonna do a special uh, combo photo. Jazzy will be there uh we'll, we'll be wrestling and got some other surprises coming up but you have to wait for those surprises <laughs> so oh.
1: and is going to be in Dallas i'm going to be in Dallas that weekend so hopefully we can uh get together grab a beer catch up always great to talk with you jimmy appreciate yeah. your your generous time here uh there's there's a ton more i could get into but uh i got to go pick up my kids so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got you go have your proud dad kid. moments <laughs> i got my proud dad moments i got to go be a dad now but i appreciate That's your time awesome. man and uh yeah We'll, we'll talk again
0: soon. Spitzer. sir. All right. Good seeing you, Richard Uchino. Oh,
1: Maybe cut a heel promo and everything. I'm, I'm too likable to be a heel, kind of like Becky Lynch. Anywho, we'll, uh, that, that's another discussion for the day. Appreciate you guys. You have been watching uh, this interview with Jimmy Wang Yang, the great Jimmy Wang Yang, the 2023 Royal Rumble winner. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> it's got to happen, please. It's got to happen one day. Uh, right here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, brought to you by Bet Online.
0: I'm your boy.